name is Brandon, and with me is my wife, Kinsey. Today we're going to dive into Ruth chapter 2, where Hope enters Ruth's story through the entrance of their guardian redeemer, Boaz. We'll get started with Ruth chapter 2 this week. Let's pray. God, I thank you for this time. I thank you for this day, and I pray that you'll be with Kinsey and I as we read uh, Ruth chapter 2 and share it with other people. I pray that our conversation will be fruitful towards others and that we will be able to have a constructive conversation that reaches a wide audience and helps other people learn more about Ruth and Boaz and Naomi. And I, I pray that this will be helpful and that other people will share it with their friends and family and more people will come to know you and that we will make more disciples uh, both new and old and and young and more experienced and I pray all these things in your name amen so now uh, we can read Ruth chapter 2 starting in verse 1 so this is titled Ruth meets Boaz in the grain field chapter verse 1. Now Naomi had a relative on her husband's side, a man of standing from the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favor. Naomi said to her, go ahead my daughter. So she went out, entered a field, and began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was of the clan Elimelech. Just then, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they answered. Boaz asked the overseer of his harvesters, Who does that young woman belong to? The overseer replied, She is the Moabite who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, Please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She came into the field and has remained here from morning till now, except for a short rest in the shelter. So Boaz said to Ruth, My daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field and don't go away from here. Stay here with the women, with the women who work for me. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the women. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you, and wherever, and whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. At this she bowed with her face to the ground. She asked him, Why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner? Boaz replied, I have been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with a people we did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. May I continue to find favor in your eyes, my Lord. She said, You have put me at ease by speaking kindly to your servant, though I do not have the standing of one of your servants. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come over here, have some bread, and dip it in the wine vinegar. 
When she sat down with the harvesters, he offered her some roasted grain. She ate all she wanted and had some left over. As she got up to glean, Boaz gave orders to his men. Let her gather among the sheaves and don't reprimand her. Even pull out some stalks for her from the bundles and leave them for her to pick up. So don't rebuke her. So Ruth gleaned in the field until evening. Then she threshed the barley she had gathered in a mountain to an ephah. She carried it back to town, and her mother-in-law saw how much she had gathered. Ruth, al- Ruth also brought out and gave her what she had left o- over after she had eaten enough. Her mother-in-law asked her, Where did you glean today? Where did you work? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. Then Ruth told her mother-in-law about the one whom's, whose place she had been working. The name of the man I worked with today is Boaz, she said. Bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. He has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead, she added. That man is our close relative. He is one of our guardian redeemers. Then Ruth the Moabite said, He even said to me, Stay with my workers until they finish harvesting all my grain. Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, It will be good for you, my daughter, to go with the woman who worked for him because in someone else's field you might be harmed. So Ruth stayed close to the woman of Boaz to glean until the barley and wheat harvest were finished. And she lived with her mother-in-law. Important to note that Boaz was first introduced at the very beginning in verse 1 as a man of standing, which basically means he was a righteous man. He was somebody with power and authority and was known as being a good, kind person in their community. That's evident in his actions that he takes because he could have done a lot of things and gotten away with it with the power that he had in the community because he owned the field. Um, But not only did he allow Ruth to go through and glean in his fields, he also uh, made it possible for her to get more than she could have on her own. And he took care of her and that made sure she had food and water while she was doing it which would not have been the custom thing to do. As well, it mentions that he is one of their guardian redeemers. We'll learn a little bit more about why he's one of and not like the guardian redeemer. But basically, a guardian redeemer is somebody that in this uh, time in history, if your husband died, the closest relative that was male would then marry you, marry the widow. I also, I just noticed it whenever we were reading it this time. Uh, Ruth saw herself lower than servants. And I mean, from what we know about like the time period that this was set in, that would have been true because she was a widow. She had no power, whereas servants have minimal, but they do have some power over what they do. So I, I thought that was really interesting of how low she was and then how... Much respect Boaz still showed her. The thing that seems to remain the state remain in this story, I think we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, is hope. Um, where do you see hope in this story? So I think that the hope is in Boaz for Ruth because um, because she gets to glean, which just means harvest grain, in. Boaz's field, and like you were saying, Kenzie, she, being Ruth, gets to um, take an extra amount. It was um, 
an EFA was the amount, which I think is about either 20 or 30 pounds. Um, two-thirds of a bushel. Yeah, or two-thirds of a bushel. Um, so it's a pretty, a really large amount. Um, and also, I think it stood out, what stood out to me that I thought was interesting is that in verse 10, uh, well, she first, I thought it was interesting that she bowed down to Boaz and then also asked him, why, why have you found such favor in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner? So um, I think it's um, kind of similar to how Jesus is, um, how he would spend time with the sinners and people that um, are kind of like the, the lesser known people um, or the or just people that may not be as desirable. I found that interesting, and I think the hope is, to tie it back together, the hope is Boaz um, for Ruth, because he's a close relative, he's offering grain for Ruth to glean, and he's just being very nice and fed her. In verse 15 it says, As she got up to glean, Boaz gave orders to his men, let her gather among the sheaves and don't reprimand her even pull out some stalks for her from the bundles and leave them for her to pick up and don't rebuke her. So I, I think it's interesting how Boaz let, or Boaz instructed some of his men that he's in charge of, has authority over because he's, like we talk, talked about, he's powerful. Um, he's having some of his men do some of the work for Ruth so that way she can have the provisions that she needs. Um, so yeah, that's... I think that's the hope, and that was a little bit of what I found interesting in the story. The next thing that I always think about in this, whenever I read this story, because this is kind of, anytime, anytime I struggle to read the Bible, which I have been lately, I always go back to Ruth, because I can see myself in parts of their story. But specifically in this, like I can see myself through God showing me hope in like my normal circumstances in ways that I wouldn't have necessarily expected him to. So in this story, Ruth gets to see her hope lived out through Boaz, like we've said. And uh, while it's just like an introduction to him, but he was able to give her access to food, which they wouldn't have really had otherwise. Whenever I read this, I think about like things in my life, how God has shown moments of hope in like, people around me. Is there anyone that you feel like is a Boaz in your life? All the ways that my family seems to have left a hole in my life, your family has kind of come in and filled. Like, you know, me, okay. and, me and my brother's relationship is not the best. It's not where I would want it to be. And even though we don't talk to Cooper very often, I do feel that, like, brother-sister relationship with him, and that has healed me in a way. But, like, even bigger than that, your mom. Yeah. Uh, my mom tries her best, but we've never really had that mother-daughter relationship. Yeah. She needed help growing up when I was supposed to be being raised. So yeah. she just wasn't capable of doing that for me. As much as she wanted to, she just wasn't emotionally there. So whenever your mom came in and basically adopted me, that was kind of my, probably my most recent, like okay, God's going to put the people I need around me. Yeah. And I think that's what this story is for Ruth as well. 
Is there anybody that, like, is an example of hope in your life? Um, I mean, you and then my parents. Um, I just feel like, and my counselor and just, just the people that have helped me out throughout in my life. I guess a time that I could share is, like, Algebra 2. Um, <laughs> not something I'm great at, but uh, one of, a, a guy in our church who's uh, a math teacher, he was able to help me out and tutor me and um, help me with um, basically just some of the math, a lot of the math problems that I was struggling with and explained it in a way that was very helpful and easier for me to understand. So, um, and his name, his name is Tony. I think Tony is kind of like my Boaz as far as like the math, the math <laughs> part of my life that I struggled with. But, um, yeah. It's always incredible to, once you, when you're going through hard things, it's hard to see it at times. But, um, whenever you do look back, you can see all the people that have helped you get to where you are and how the only thing that makes sense about all of it is God had to put them in your life. Yeah. So, I, I guess I would just encourage everybody who's listening to this to just sit down for a little bit today or this week or something and think about the people that have been a great impact on your life and thank God for them and pray for them. And with that, I'll go ahead and pray for us and bring our Bible study to a close. God, I thank you for today. I thank you for Tony and I thank you for my family who have been the Boaz in my life and Kinsey's life. And I pray and also just Cooper, um, I just pray that you'll be with um, my family and Tony and that you'll bless them and be with them and that they'll be able to continue to be the Boaz in other people's lives. Um, I pray that you'll, the people that are listening, that they will be able to identify who may be a Boaz in their life or if they're in a difficult spot, I pray that you'll put someone that can be a Boaz in their life. And I just pray that you'll be with these people and that you'll bless them and that Um, They'll honor you this week, and I just pray all these things in your name. Amen. Amen.